Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. It is 7.20. I'm Howard Felton. Good morning. Linda W. says, good morning, Mayhem team. Dear Howard, regarding Fox XXXX, you can't take back, you can't take back one unkind word you say, as they say, not in the Sam Smith sort of the they. Uh, that's what Linda W. clarifies uh, in the news lately for all the wrong reasons. So, yeah, indeed, we wanted to try and get a bit of perspective on this. How are we meant to handle this? We have a guy uh, like uh, Jamie Foxx saying these these terrible, terrible things very clearly talking about Jews without saying the word Jews. Very hard to distance himself from what he really was saying. And then he comes out with a heartfelt apology. Well, how heartfelt is it? And what are we meant to do that with that? How do we respond? Professor Karen Milner, she's a professor. Uh, she is the chairperson, rather, of the South African Jewish Board of Deputies. A very good morning. Uh, how are you? Morning, Howard. I'm very well. How are you? I am well, thanks. But perplexed because we want to accept apologies, don't we? When people do something wrong, we want them to be able to say, yep, indeed, that was wrong. I accept it and I apologize and now we move forward. He did apologize, but but it somehow doesn't feel quite right, does it? Or give me your view. Maybe it does for you. Yeah, I mean, I think there's been two reactions, both to the initial comment that he made and to the apology that he made subsequently. And the first reaction, which was from non-Jews, was particularly disturbing, which is there was this reaction of, once again, there's nothing anti-Semitic in this. Um, once again, Jews are complaining and unnecessarily. Jews are overly sensitive, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, I mean, I personally found that reaction, even subsequent to the apology, much more worrying um, than anything else that has come out of this. this. This ongoing kind of almost assault to say that whenever Jews are saying something is anti-Semitic, we overreacting or we have the vigilant. Mm. So I think that's one of the worrying things that's come out of the incident. Um, I also think that there has been quite a lot um, that's come out of the black community in America to say that, in fact, the idea of talking about a false friend as a Judas is part of a uh, cultural expression there. I, I don't know enough about it to comment on it, but I do think that somebody who comes back um, owns the fact that he, what he said, could be co- could be perceived as extremely hurtful and upsetting, and apologises is normally really what we're looking for. Um, in South Africa, we take a similar perspective. We really are looking not to be completely punitive to people who are regretful to think for things that they've said. Mm. If they have apologized, it's an opportunity really for everybody to learn. That for me is the main thing that that comes out of here, is that perhaps, uh, you know, I'm prepared to give him the benefit of the doubt. What I do think emerged from this is a, is a, is a large degree of ignorance around what kind, why this is so upsetting to Jews, how it's been used in the past, and it's really an opportunity to learn and to teach rather than to be completely punitive. So, whereas I get that, we also have to understand, we also have to appreciate the realities of Hollywood, uh, the fact that this this kind of um, anti-Semitic uh, road that he was definitely going down has done terrible damage, in fact, completely destroyed Kanye West's uh, or Yee's career. Uh, maybe it's just self-serving. 
uh, well, as you said, it's completely destroyed his career. So mm. I don't think it's self. So do you mean it's self-serving that he apologized? The apology, I mean, yes, yes, yes. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. I thought you were saying that. Sorry, okay, I understand. I, I think that. I mean, I, I think that if he had been aware of the fact that, like, totally aware of the fact that what he was about to say was anti-Semitic, and he'd apologize and and he'd gone ahead with it anyway, I'm not sure what why he wouldn't have stopped himself before the apology. I think the fact that this destroyed Kanye West all his career was because he was so unapologetic about it. Mm, mm. Um, and so I don't think that this is necessarily self-serving. I don't think it is completely unrealistic to accept the explanation that he genuinely was referring to false friends and he didn't understand the sensitivities around it. I don't find that completely outrageous. Um, I, I, and I did sense that, it, you know, there are apologies and there are apologies. There are apologies where people say things like, I'm sorry you were hurt, but whatever, and try and justify themselves. Um, where this felt like a, a, this was an acknowledgement that he hurt people, there was no but, there was a simple, straightforward yes, apology yes. with giving context. So I am, I, I, I don't, and, and I think it, even to some extent, if people do fear the consequences of anti-Semitism, that is not a bad thing. That's what we want. We want people to fear the consequences of anti-Semitism. We want them to know that if they are anti-Semitic and they are unapologetic, there will be terrible consequences, not because Jews are powerful, but because of Well, it's so interesting. I was going to say that. that. It's, it's, again, another anti-Semitic thing because, you know, whereas we can have a situation, I can't even remember that name of that guy, a South African guy who was on a beach in, in Greece or wherever yeah. he was and uh, he, he he made uh, terribly racist comments it totally destroyed his life here uh, with, with, within South Africa but nobody said you see the powerful black lobby um, destroyed his life because he he he, he was anti-black whereas, whereas the anti-Semitic crew will say yes you see the Jewish lobby is so powerful yay or ye or Kanye uh, behaves in an anti-Semitic way and the Jewish lobby totally destroyed him yeah exactly I do think that that is that kind of response is much more problematic mm, mm. than than where you got you just accept a heartfelt apology, accept that what he said was at best thoughtless at, 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 at oh sorry at best ignorant at worst thoughtless um I, the 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 way he came out with the apology did suggest it was that there is no malice underpinning that apology. And I do think that that's really what we're looking for. Mm, we're looking for mm. people to rec- that. That for me is the key. We're looking for people to admit and acknowledge their wrongdoing. That's yeah, I do think that's important because otherwise, we, otherwise, otherwise, they, you, no one can ever move forward from this. Exactly. You know, exactly. And, no one and, can ever move forward, and there are times. And we all do stupid things, they, don't we? I mean, Sorry? we all do stupid things at one point or, a, or another in our lives. We do stupid exactly, things. Exactly, and we all do ignorant things. Mm. And I think, and I mean, I, I think that quite often I've heard people, I'm, I'm sorry to say this, but I've heard people within our own community, maybe I'm going back a few generations, where people would say something in Yiddish, for example. Mm. Um, mm. And I turn around and I say, but that's racist. And I say, that's not racist, it's just a Yiddish word for black. Mm. Mm. And, mm. you know, the, the, the context is what makes it racist. And, you know, trying to explain to them why it's racist, why it's an inappropriate word to use could be quite an extensive process. Um, but once they do and they apologize, that's fine. And I think that perhaps 
gifts and I'm prepared to give him the benefit of the doubt because really we don't always have to be looking for the negative. Um, I, you know, we think this, this is somebody who was called out, was explained to him why it was so offensive, so upsetting. Um, he apologized with no conditions, no, but actually Jews are this or actually Jews are that. Um, and, and I think that with, given that context, I think that this is one where we can say, not just move on. This is a learning opportunity. Mm, this is an opportunity mm. to explain to people that these are old, thousand-year-old stories. Well, I wanted to ask you about that. We, we, we've only got just yeah. over a minute, but I just wanted Sorry. to ask you about the uh, this this uh, Jews killed Jesus business that obviously has been around for, for thousands of years. It's been used as an excuse to attack Jews. I thought that this was pretty much literally history, but it seems as though it isn't. So is it, either it's forgotten history, which is what he's saying, is that mm. he, this isn't what he intended. So it all depends on whether you take him at his word, mm. that this was never actually intended at all to be about Jesus. Was, Judas is somebody who is a false friend, as opposed to the way we've understood it and the way that's been used against Jews for thousands of years, that Judas was the Jew who killed Jesus. Mm, mm. So I do think that it had disappeared for a while. It is worrying. I'm, I don't want to completely belittle uh, people who are concerned about this. It has come up in other contexts. There's no doubt that we are seeing an upsurge in anti-Semitism. And although this is a trope that we thought was long gone, I think that it's starting to pop up. Sadly, I do mm, think it's starting mm. to pop up again. And uh, that in all of this is probably the one concern. It's probably less about him. And uh, I think the message that you have is he apologized quickly. He removed the post. It was a heartfelt apology. Let's accept it at its word. If something changes, well, then we can always revisit that. But more importantly is the notion that this seems to be uh, perhaps appearing again. Professor Karen Milner-Chairperson at the South African Jewish Board of Deputies chatting to us about actor Jamie Foxx and his message.